Oh my Christ, it is time for a new episode of Gutting the Sacred Cow. Hey everybody, Kevin Goatee here. This continues to snowball on Mount Beloved's Mountain. Why? Django Gold comes on the podcast for his first time to explain to us why 1994's The Crow happens to be rotten. Kevin Israel, Mr. 90s himself, joins me yet again to understand and make heads and tails of Django's argument to why the one of the best movie soundtracks of all time stinks and why this film should be like Brandon Lee, dead on arrival. Thanks again for checking out Gutting the Sacred Cow every week. We love you. Thank you so much for also leaving those five-star ratings, two or three-sentence reviews on your podcast platform of choice. Let's see if Django Gold has the, go- has the goods. Because, hey, you know what? Can't rain all the time. Gather round, here's what I know It's just that this cow has got to go I know some people kind of like it, yeah, it's trending right now Yeah, that doesn't matter cause we're good in the sacred cow you want your driver? Nah, he's not my type. Hey, that's a joke. I'm kidding. Give me my give me my driver. Kevin Israel. This is such wow. a welcome, welcome, welcome streak that you're on here. Haven't you it's been a, on again? It's a, it's a it's a golf movie. I can tell you that. Okay. Uh, I, it's not Caddyshack. Um maybe it might be Caddyshack. I'm gonna go Caddyshack. Though I don't specifically remember that line. It is Caddyshack. Oh. <laughs> was that was was that a danger field line? Are you? Of course, it's a yeah, Rodney yeah, line. All right, that's is it, that's a Dan, Dangerfield joke, right? Where the kid goes, "You want your driver?" He's like, "Oh, he's, no, he's not my type." Hey, that's a joke. I'm kidding. Yeah. Give me my driver. Place your bets. Place your bets. <laughs> Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel, joined by Django Gold. What's up, Django? How you doing, man? Hey guys, I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? You look like James awesome. Spader and sound like James Spader. <laughs> really? <laughs> I've actually never heard James Spader talk. Does he have a cool, sexy voice too? Uh, I would say that's pretty much right down the old yeah. uh, middle for yep. me, right, right. Kevin? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very sexy, very sexy. Oh yeah, I do, I do kind of look like him. I have like this weird, like kind of like uh, conceited quality where I think a lot of actors look like me that people disagree with me. <laughs> so you guys are only only fueling the flame. You think I'm a total spader look like? You're welcome. <laughs> uh, you're, thank you. <laughs> Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel, Django Gold. We're joined today by him. He has chosen the film that I it, it is going to upset every Gen Xer known to man. Yeah. Arguably one of the, probably the biggest soundtrack <laughs> of that time and maybe of all time. 1994's The Crow. I will tell you right off the bat, the guys that do our artwork, the SCST podcast, are incensed oh. that you've decided to attack this film. A budget. <laughs> Go ahead, mascara, mascara streaking down there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Sting from the WWF has also a bone of contention to take up. With oh you. yeah, that's right. <laughs> they cocked, yeah. they kicked their Doc Martens off in frustration. <laughs> 1994, great year for film. 23 million dollar budget, a box office haul of 94 million dollars. Turn that into 2023 money. 47 million dollar budget. $193.5 million. That's more than Indiana Jones 5. Yeah. 
to the surprise of no one. IMDB, one through 10 with decimal points. Django, what do you think the Crow scored on the old IMDB? IMDB, the rankings are user rankings, right? Uh, I believe it's a conglomerate. Sorry, you're breaking up. What was that? I said I believe it's a conglomerate of both. Conglomerate, okay. Uh, I'm going to say 7.2. 7.2, Kevin Israel. I feel like this movie was pretty well-reviewed. I'm going to go 8.5. 7.5, Django wow. strikes first. Hey. Was that the uh, Fonzie impression we've all been dying for tonight? <laughs> Fonzie, you like this. You got the 45 degrees. This is just a regular, regular thumbs up. Hey, there it is. Yeah. There it is. And if you turn them yeah. inwards, it's like the who loves blowjobs? This guy. It's a wide, wide, wide array of possibilities you can do. The successful neighbor, you know. <laughs> that was a that was a mixed review. BJ, I should do that next time. Eh, one up, one yeah. down. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, fellas, one through one hundred critics. Rotten Tomatoes score. Kevin Israel with the tank top. What do you have? Uh, I'm going to go 79, 79 Django 71, which is basically my same guess from the last time. <laughs> 84 Ooh, critically lauded back to you, Django. What do you have for the audience? Rotten tomato score. 80 flat, 80 flat. Kevin Israel, 88. 90. Ah. <laughs> People love this movie. That's, sure, that's why it qualifies. <laughs> it sure did. It sure it sure did. Next one. Quotes. Um, quotes from this film. It's not a good day to be a bad guy. <laughs> All right, Kevin and Joel, how about you do this one together? Ready? Fire it up! Fire it up! <laughs> <laughs> They're all yep. dead. They just don't know it yet. That's a good one. I like that one. I do too. I feel like a little warm on a big fucking hook. <laughs> <laughs> I feel Let's... like something Bill Paxton would say in Aliens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if that's a good only. call. Good yeah. call. Game over, man. Game over. I feel like a little warm on a big fucking hook. Yeah, man. Well, let's have a moment of introspection for poor old Tintin. <laughs> <laughs> That is a good line. Yeah, thank you. Here's one more for you. God, I'm dead. That's another one. Kevin Israel, any quotes? I'm I'm stunned that we don't have any of the same quotes. We uh, always do. Yeah, and, and we have none. Shit on me. Yeah. Just because nobody has ever said that as an exclamation ever. Yeah. Well, uh, they they have, but they usually pay well, to do that. Well, a that's a request. It's a request or a demand. It's not a... <laughs> Um, there's usually a glass of- table involved too, but okay. <laughs> or Saran specific. wrap. Very specific. Um, one of my crew got himself perished. Yeah. Uh, right. Mother's, I actually like this quote. Mother is the name of God on the lips of and hearts of all children. That is from, I forgot, a poem or a book. Yeah. yeah. Uh, T-Bird won't be joining us on account of a slight case of death. Love that one. <laughs> Love that one. And the, 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 the theme of the of the show of the movie can't rain all the time. I knew I, I left that for you. <laughs> I knew you were going to drop. We're not leaving me behind on that one. 
Django, any quotes that stand out at you, or, or do we just milk this cow dry? No, it's pretty good, pretty pretty well milked. Although I, I like I liked how this movie had like a lot of like 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 the stereotype of cops in the nineties. This is like donuts, you know. That was like the only bad thing people would say about cops back then. And one, yeah. one of the lines from I th- I think it's from the cop himself. Uh, yep, is a. Uh, so many cops you'd think they'd given away donuts yeah i almost i almost wrote that one down i did in my notes section but i'll talk about that then (laughs) yeah yeah. ernie hudson i can't believe i blanked on that name he he was great in this excuse me that's winston zettimore for kevin Winston Zettimore. seriously yeah oh never mind yeah never mind five fun facts one producer wanted to make the film a musical do you want to guess who they wanted to have <laughs> as the role of the crow? It, 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 uh, an absolute megastar. Who was, yeah, megastar. Tom, Tom Cruise. You're both are sitting down, so, so I, I don't have Hugh to ask Grant. you to sit down. No, the answer is Michael Jackson. That's kind of a crazy fun idea. I wish that. You know what happen. he did? He did that. Um, uh, moon Captain Breaker, EO. Moon- what oh, was the no? What was the the moon? The movie that was like a long music moon, video. Where... Yes, yes. It also was a video game, which was yeah, terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Too. Someone Google that while I'm while I'm doing this. Yeah, I, I know it. Joe, it was, with was the Jenny. bad guy. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It actually wasn't bad. No, no, no. Well, it was fucking terrible. I rewatched. Was it? Oh, <laughs> it is butthole. Really? It is butthole puckering awful. Especially <laughs> well, with the allegories. I'll, I'll, yeah, and them kidnapping kids and him rescuing them. Oh, it oh yeah, really yeah. Well, okay, that hurts. True. That hurts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Bar, the producer recalls that this unnamed producer suggested the Crow should be a musical with pop superstar Michael Jackson as the lead role. Can't bring it all the time. Uh, oh, Bar says he immediately laughed out loud, assuming it was a joke, but the producer was entirely serious. Video notes. Beware. It was. It was. By the way. The, the the name is just ridiculous. It was Moonwalker. Moonwalker. I thought it was Moonwalker, but I was like, I don't I, think it, I, I was going to say that. But it, yeah, yeah, yeah. This one got me. Guess what? There are never at ed, at any point in this film any actual crows in this movie. They're all ravens, ravens yeah. because they are renowned for their sinister appearance, but they're actually quite small. Plus, very difficult to train. At the advice of the animal handlers, the filmmakers used ravens instead, which are easier to train as well as more physically imposing. My favorite section. It, sorry, Kevin, go ahead. Sorry. I think at one point he even says a quote from Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. Yeah. Oh, he does. Uh, so there's a rapping like yeah, chamber yeah. door. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, that's that's not a crow. But anyhow. Now it's time for my favorite segment. Who did they ask to do this film first? The first one of the first ones. Uh, let's see here. Let me. Let me. Okay. All these guys were huge in the '90s. One of them huge in the 2000s. Still kind of sort of big. One of them very big and not so much anymore. Do any of you guys want to take a guess on the first three that they approached to play Eric Draven, Johnny Depp? One. Ah, that's that was my only guess. That's the only person I thought of. <laughs> yeah. Uh I, I feel like I'm cheating because I, I I read it earlier, so I know the answer. Should, should, okay. Should, should, well, should. yeah, since you know the answer, I'll just mm-hmm. give it to you right now. The yeah. answer is River Phoenix. No one would have ever gotten that one. Yeah. And and Christian Slater. Wow, they were just yeah, they were going for all that that type cast. 
Did he, tur- did he turn down the crow to do cuffs? That movie cuffs. Yeah. No. Hey, it's not a good day to be a bad guy. He's very Nicholson. Yeah, where I was going to say that was bordering on Nicholson. That's where did he where did he go? I've not seen Christian Slater in like 30 years. Does he still act? I don't know. But my high school guidance counselor is best friends with his mother and his oh. daughter, who is a mess. Keeps th- think- trying to throw it in everybody's face. He's from Jersey guy, actually. So didn't he do that? Didn't he do iRobot? Wasn't he in? Wasn't that him? Not Mr. It's- Robot, not iRobot. Mr. Mr. Robot. Yeah, Mr. Yeah, Robot. Yeah. yeah. That, that's probably the latest, yeah. most notable thing. I'm looking at his Wikipedia right now. I don't do not recognize any of these films. I tried watching that for a season. I go, I just don't give a shit. Yeah. yeah it, once it suffers from some of this. Once the I watched this first season, and once you knew that. Christian Slater wasn't real or whatever, whatever the, the, the twist was, it was like, well, what's the point of the rest? There's it's over. (laughs) That would have been like if Sixth Sense just kept going for three more hours. Once you knew he was dead. (laughs) Yeah. They killed the golden goose a little bit. The gal who they offered. Sorry, go ahead. I'm going to cut you off Django. Oh, I was just gonna say that Mr. Robot suffers from the same problem. I think the crow suffers from, which is any movie they're trying to make nerds seem cool quite lands like when they're trying to make goths or nerds or dorks or dweebs or lamos the hero i'm always like yeah but you hear that seth rogan are you listening (laughs) that felt like a that felt like a line from that felt like a line from greece hey you dork dweeb and lamos (laughs) yeah listen here fellas (laughs) what model turned the role down of shelly when she was 21 she declined because she did not, not like the script. I'll give you a hint. She was not big at all at the time until actually, I take that back, later that year in 94, she exploded on the scene. Pretty big in nineties in the 90s, obviously, and 2000s. Not so big now, but was a nobody when they offered to do this role. Carmen Electra. Carmen Electra, no. She was doing Singled Out then, you silly goose. Oh, yeah, she was huge with Singled Out. Yeah. That was... <laughs> she was also huge in my pants. Yeah, <laughs> no, take that. Uh, you got to guess me, Django? I said Kate Moss, which I really doubt is right. No, she was. This is she. Kate Moss is late 80s, early 90s. The answer, Cameron Diaz. Oh, she was a model? I had no idea. She was, yeah. yeah she started out as a model, yeah. Oh, very good. Number four, this one, to surprise of no one, the film's firearm supervisor had gone home early when Brandon <laughs> Lee's tragic accident occurred. Good thing that Alec Baldwin wasn't on set, otherwise he would have eaten a bullet sooner. There, just like, I'm going to clock off for the day. You guys clearly have this under control, right? Yeah, you guys are good, right? <laughs> yeah, guys, fire, that, fire that gun a few times. Yeah. This, is, this is the knife scene where he fights Tintin in the alley. That's it, right? That's all? Okay, good. Oh, I'm out of here. Is, oh, no, 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 right. no, 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 no. There were only three days of principal ph- principal photography left on the crow when this infamous tragedy occurred. At this point, fun boy actor Michael Massey pointed the prop gun at Lee and fired. The plan was that a squib in the grocery bag would explode and Lee would drop to the ground. At first, everyone thought they had the shot, no problem. But then after the director called cut, Lee didn't get back up. The prop gun fired at Lee had not been properly checked for debris beforehand. Man, so that, that the actual yeah. actor in the, in the movie... Killed the guy, killed right. Brandon Lee. Jesus right. Christ! This is almost like a Yosemite Sam Bugs Bunny put their finger in the gun and it blows up on Yosemite Sam. Yeah, not quite as funny. No, the Crow City of Angels. You guys see that? I did. It was goddamn terrible. Yeah. Don't forget that four years after that came out, the Crow Salvation, which came out 
star co-starring Kirsten Dunst was released directly to video and met with surprise negative reviews. Finally, in 2005, The Crow Wicked Prayer came out starring none other than John Connor himself, Edward Furlong. Hell yeah. And <laughs> plastic surgery, you know, plaintiff for the stars, Tara Reed. Oof. This Man. went straight to home video. And by the way, surprise to no one yet again, a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm calling this right now. They're going to try to do a reboot of Crow. They already tried. Well, I guarantee they're going to try to do it again, and it's going to be with a woman. Oh, this is going to be a terrible you know, idea. You know, that's, that's unacceptable. I the feel crow. like that's it's definitely coming. It's going to happen. The they already met the. They already know it's going to happen if they do that. Female Ghostbusters ate it. Oceans ate ate it. That's. But not we gonna, can we can do it right. We're going to do it right. The crow should, are. should be a man with female features, not a woman. That's, <laughs> yeah. Timothy Chalamet Chalamet is the crow. That's not a bad idea. Actually, that's not that's not terrible. Thank you. (laughs) And I hate him. I do too. (laughs) Originally, they were they were kicking the idea around of you guys know who this one was? It was Momoa, Jason Momoa, and Bradley Cooper. Wait, I can see I can see Momoa. He's too big. He's too brawny. Yeah. Not a not 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 doing that one. Murder Murder of crows. Well done. I wrote Counting Crows, uh, but Dervitz, Adam Dervitz. Uh, he'd be a great one, right? Just for oh, the that'd, name. Be, that'd, be, that'd be fun, yeah. That, that's pretty meta, right, guys? Come on. I'm working here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get on over to where the fans jumping on the fun. The Herd has questions for you, Django, in Ask a Gutter. At STST Podcast, blasphemy. I have an urge to crash this taping. More of a statement, but nonetheless... Noted. Delvin Cox, Brandon mm-hmm. Lee died for our enjoyment. How dare you? Well, that was in response to what you guys tweeted. True, <laughs> it was. At SCSC Podcast again, where does Michael Wincott's performance rate versus his other performances? What has he been in? I've only remembered him the in only, one film. Only one Met- thing. Metro. That's it. Anything else? <laughs> was it yeah i, re- I remember no. him in that someone someone pulled that up here i we probably should have looked that up in, in advance but we didn't yeah he's, he's had a decent filmography i just don't know what anything yeah he was in robin Hood, prince of oh. thieves oh, oh of course he was was he, he was pr- guy guy gisbane guy Giz- guy guy of gisborne yeah guy of gisborne yeah, yeah. so yeah. funny With he was in spoon. that yeah oh, that's it everyone knows for alan rickman for christ's sake yeah man. this poor bastard goes by the wayside Next question. Oh, so yeah. So that, that we're rank them versus other performances. Is Robin Hood, uh, Prince of Thieves, well, better than this? Based on my ignorance of his work, he, this is his best movie ever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember seeing Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I remember seeing Robin Hood Men in Tights like, like a thousand times and never once saw the actual source material, which I guess is a, kind of shows you the holes in my knowledge. Where I'm just watching the goofs and ignoring the real, real deal. Well, so, I'll, I'll break it. I'll break it for you. It's the exact same character. Yeah. Okay. He's just like he's like a nasty kind of. Sexy, yeah. Just, just. I mean, he he looks that way, and he can't uh, be anyone else. Yeah. He's the stiffler of gravelly voiced bad guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. I don't know. He, his character in this was not really that intimidating to me. I I wasn't really buying it. But also, how dare you? How dare you? Finishing up from the STST podcast at 
Joe loves Cam. Since you've worked at the uh, for the Onion, can you tell me why so many Onion articles about Area Man describes me a semi bro to a T? Um, what, what can we say? Sometimes art imitates life, you know. <laughs> also, also, you know, you you, you signed a, a waiver that allowed us to monitor you through your laptop camera. <laughs> so, <laughs> I told you, Big Brother is watching. That's Next right. one uh, at Lord Snurts, who always, always nails it with A questions and B scores. And I'm going to withhold the scores until we're all done giving them, not to influence in any way, shape, or form. Let's take the concept of the crow and apply it to a real life musician. Who's coming back from the grave? Who's their target for revenge? Excellent question. Uh, all the guys from Credence, right? <laughs> <laughs> some kind of some kind of uh, uh, swamp rock revenge story against the other the, the, the air, air traffic controller excellent how about john denver can he come back for revenge against that uh rocky Ooh, mountain I, I like a soft soft smooth 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 songs that are like like wreaking havoc around it could be like el mariachi with the guitar except he's like swinging <laughs> Buck I'm going to say I'm going to suggest Michael Jackson coming back for Kevin Goatee for that last joke he made. Oh, yeah. More to come, kids. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. I want Kurt Cobain to say, God damn you, Courtney Love. You took all my money and my daughter. and I'm going to put a shotgun <laughs> in your mouth this time. And oh, then you boy. started a shitty band. I thought people like Hall. I thought that first album was good. It was actually. I've been listening to a lot of lithium deep cuts. Man, they do have some good songs. They're not bad. And yeah. she did a cover for, ironically, Gold Dust Woman on The Crow City of Angels, and it's not terrible. Oh, that's oh really? The, the food with Max on? Yeah. It, the, the Crow soundtrack, the second soundtrack, also, I don't know, you can mock me if you want to, which I'm sure you will. The Bush does a great song on that on that album. It's solid. I'm not, I don't, some Bush I don't songs are Bush. okay. Yeah, they're okay. Bush. I'm not paying to see them, but, man, that, that again, the Crow 2 soundtrack, does, oh, Filter also does a great song on there, too. Give that a listen. Don't the nineties was just such a good time for music, <laughs> wasn't it? Filter. I don't. The word "great song." I feel like I very rarely put in the same sentence. <laughs> uh, a great song for them. I like Filter. I, I I saw them at Birdchill, Kevin Israel. Oh shit! I yeah. love Birdchill. Who didn't? Uh, that's going to close. Ask a gutter a light week as opposed to last week with, uh, of course, the avalanche known as Oh man, Shawshank Redemption. That must have been crazy. Oh, you guys did Shawshank? That oof, man. Well, we didn't do it. A guest did it. We only <laughs> we only supplied the platform for the guest to voice their grievances. Sure, sure. And that was a, easily a twenty five minute ordeal of asking all the questions about why the <laughs> people were just furious. Yeah, I, don't, I feel like the crows have a lot of defenders, a lot of people in the fishnet fishnet stocking gangs. Well, listen, we didn't have that big of a, a fishnet stocking crowd attacking people for Rocky Horror Picture shows. So nope. that's a sound hypothesis in my book. Yeah. Let's get right. Listen, hey, remember, no one listens to the end of podcasts, so we do our plugs at the beginning. Ooh. Django Gold, what are you up to? What are you working on? Uh, I am currently putting the finishing touches on my debut stand-up special, uh, which should be coming out in a few weeks. Let's say let's say September, early September. So listeners, if you find me hilarious or want to see more of me, I would say subscribe to my YouTube channel, Django Industries. Same on Instagram, same on TikTok. Subscribe. The special is going to be great. The the crew did a fucking phenomenal job. It's crazy how good it looks, and I think it's going to be a banger. So pay attention for that. Nice. Good luck with it. Thank you. Good luck indeed, Kevin Israel. 
KevinIsrael.com for comedy dates. Uh, I got a few more summer dates and then my hiatus begins for uh, me trying to figure out how to take care of two children. And then I'll be back in the winter and the spring. And I'm actually looking to tape another uh, another album probably next summer. Nice. Don't forget, leave us that five-star rating, two or three sentence review wherever you get your finest of podcasts and wherever you see our content on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already on YouTube, but also give us that like. Really helps. Really appreciate that. Guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com if you want to advertise with us. Kevin Israel. Let's see if Django is going to make this crow go caw, caw, bang, fucking dead. (laughs) (laughs) Caw, caw, or caw, 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 yeah. Crows don't have very much of a vocabulary. It's hard to really tease out the metaphor there. And let's have him come out and gut Gut the the sacred sacred cow. (laughs) you're on your honor take it away i think i have a lot of issues with this movie first off this might be the first movie i've ever seen that seems to be almost entirely flashbacks and i think we all can identify flashbacks as being like something you want in extreme moderation this movie is all oddly shot oddly lit flashbacks of of the crows pre-death life and it's just like it, it's very like melodramatic and kind of lame. You're constantly seeing him like t- like he'll like touch a trash can. The trash can reminds him, oh, me and my dead girlfriend used to have a trash can in our apartment. And then it takes you to it's like this like kind of nine inch nails video style montage of of them like laughing in bed, throwing garbage in their trash can or whatever. And then he comes out of it and he walks down the street and he sees a ladder and that reminds him of the ladder they had in their apartment. <laughs> so it's just like constantly. So the stutter stepping through the plot we're just constantly going back like there are so many better filmmaking techniques and storytelling techniques that don't involve having to do this every five seconds so that was the first thing that kind of jumped out at me like the damn there are way too many flashbacks in this and they're way too gaudy and weirdly lit and just kind of melodramatic so that, that that's that's my first gripe hmm Bellas. a lot of films do use do use flashbacks jfk use a bunch of them Batman films, big fan of the flashbacks. Mm, oh yeah, big fan. A lot of superheroes. All any any origin story is flashbacking. So the Flash, full yeah. of them. Oh yeah, the whole damn Flash, film. flashbacks. Get it? Okay, all right, fair enough. Not a fan of flashback. My gripe, gripe number two. This is something I alluded to earlier. I was not convinced that cool or admirable. I was never a goth guy. I never really got the whole goth thing. So I never, this this kind of seemed more like like a marketing push to get your like, you know, Joy Division type guys into like superheroes. So it, it, it never really con- convinced me because you see like these like fishnet stocking weirdos and I just don't really see them feasible as like tough badasses. So you have this like very like kind of like elegant, like snake-like hero doing you know doling out justice it just didn't really resonate with me i I just i I want like a standard cookie cutter cutter action hero i certainly do not want a guy you know was was since the nine channel that that did not was was not selling it for me something i know something uh, something tells me that you weren't a fan of the warriors by that rationale either (laughs) i know nothing about django but i know i know if a 
prostitute in fishnet stockings approached him, he'd spit on her. <laughs> That's right. Anti-sex word. Use that in the promotion clip. Make sure everyone knows I have anti-sex work. Yes. Only if they're wearing fishnets. That's yeah, the it's more about fashion than the prostitution <laughs> element. Yeah. Um, I also was not a big fan of the general, like kind of gloomy goth lighting. That, that that just felt kind of cheesy. I was surprised you said this movie had like a $25 million budget because a lot of it looks like very cheap. But like, so I was kind of surprised to see that it cost that much money because a lot of it just kind of feels like kind of like two dimensional. Like, like that scene where he's fighting the knife guy in the alley just like felt like very, like, I don't know, insubstantial. Like, the, it seemed like it was like kind of like fake brick wall, whatever. And I'm sure it was not, but like, it just like, it looked, just like kind of looked kind of cheesy and not like that cool to me. So not a fan of the set design then. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's like, I, I guess I've, I've, never, I've never been like a big comic book, comic book movie guy, which is is, an, is, issue, is a larger issue. We can talk about if you want, but like, because of that, like I want things that feel like more real and like realistic and having like, like the lightning strikes all just, like just kind of felt a little silly to me, maybe with modernized. Okay. The effects too. It sounds like you're, you're out, you're out against, yeah, I'm, I'm right. against that. Um, what else? Any, any movie with like a cute little kid? <laughs> I, <laughs> I, and damn I, those I, kids! I know I'm coming off as like the world's ultimate curmudgeon in this, but like no children, no fun, no props, <laughs> no scenes. But like, yeah, like like having a cute little like know-it-all kid, like that always kind of irks me in a weird way. Like you guys saw True Grit, right? The yes, the, yeah, the reboot, the reboot. That like there's like a, a kid that's always like outsmarting the grownups. That just always kind of like feel a little silly. It all, it all like reeks of a not reeks of it. It just kind of reminds me of like problem child. So whenever I see a movie with that, it's like <laughs> I immediately don't take it seriously because it has all this like like the character like that just doesn't doesn't really do it for me. Well, if you're taking problem child seriously, we have a whole new bag of issues to discuss. Can, can that can that be the, the sacred cow we take down? Problem child. Critically acclaimed trilogy. I, I'll also assume that you're just loathsome to discuss Home Alone one, two, and maybe even three. I kind of look like a kid from Home Alone. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Uh -huh. little bit. Uh -huh. You look like you. You look like him after Mila Kunis left him to go marry Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, I look like bottom of the barrel, fucking stealing bus tokens, Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, you're telling me that didn't work, but Kindergarten Cop where he says, boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. That didn't bring, didn't ring a little humor to your very black heart? Well, that that's a comedy. Oh, I, I, guess, I guess it's different. I, I don't like it. We're supposed to take it as, like, serious, you know? I and I, I'm making light. I agree. There's nothing. I hate when people say how much they love Remember the Titans because his daughter, one of the coach's daughters, is like, Oh, she sucked. You need to cover <laughs> the back blitz. You need to cover your slide protection over to cover the blitz. Hate it. So overrated. Hate so overrated. Hate it that is shit. Sugar so fried Disney nonsense. But yeah, that yeah. that that one is like the the pinnacle of annoying shitbox kids. Where it's like you no. think a kid, a coach, wearing his kid is going to let him call out protection plays. Like <laughs> the middle linebacker is getting blocked by the tight end. You need to go around and create that that screen that bump. Yeah. That, that shit sucks, man. You it's chip like using, that without running back. <laughs> it's using kids say the darndest things as like a uh, fuel to move the plot forward. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, wasn't really into the villain. I in the same way that I found the crow slash Eric Draven like oddly like lilting and like kind of like 
weird, weird, like sinewy snake guy. I also thought the villain was kind of like, like we're supposed to be intimidated by like this, you know, sex pest guy. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just, it just like it's just like we, like weirdly exotic. It's kind of like bizarre. It wasn't wasn't really doing it for me. I wasn't really that intimidated by him. Although, as was pointed out earlier, he he did have some pretty good lines. I, yeah, I, he did. <laughs> yeah, he he was a good villain in terms of having like snappy, snappy, snappy rejoinders and lines and all that. But I wasn't really into him or his like sister slash like hench like right hand woman. Yeah, what was she? I think they tried to imply that they were like related, right? That yeah, they like, said at some point they said my sister, and he was like, "You don't think we look alike?" And it was and like, and then that was it. It was never like that joke was never brought up again. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that was right at the very joke? end? At the very I, end, I I feel like in the context of the movie, that was supposed he was supposed to be like joking, sort of when he said, "Well, you don't think we look alike?" Mm-hmm. Um, but then it was never explained, like, "Oh, she was adopted," or half or maybe we're supposed to buy that this guy is asian i don't like yeah. i don't i don't know that might, might have been one of those things that got lost in the plot because you know, they had to do all these re- all these rewrites after yeah. the protagonist got killed by a prop gun uh so maybe, maybe, maybe that maybe we lost a little bit, bit of continuity there um i was not a big fan of the like this is like a trope you see of, of this era where it's like cool '90s bands performing as part of like the scene dressing, <laughs> yeah. You know, and we're and like you see the people in the crowd be like, <laughs> the, the, the iconic one, I guess, is uh, was Lost Boys, the the, the vampire movie, <laughs> yeah. What's his face on the beach like that? Whenever you see that, that that, that trope, which is very funny, it's always enjoyable to watch. But it's, it, it, whatever happens at the moment, it's like this is not cool. You're not <laughs> be backing your head to like whatever one hit wonder you like. You're, you know, you're, you're paying scale to, to get to perform in this like sexy goth nightclub. Um, that so, yeah. song in the goth nightclub is a fucking banger and you could uh, not be more wrong. Which, because there's two of them, which, which one, do you my know? life with the thrill kill cult. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a very, God, what are they up to? Nothing, but that song at the time, and it still is. And I listened to the soundtrack just the other day. It's still great. If you, if you don't love industrial music, then you missed out. Even well, that, like they the, have grunge. I like Nine Inch Nails. I, like, I used to like KFMDM. <laughs> okay, I was listening to them yesterday. So Matt, that's so funny. You said KFMDM. I was listening to them yesterday. Sister yeah. Machine Gun. The I'm not a Cure fan <laughs> at all. Remember that one, Kevin Israel? Boy, that they're <laughs> badass. That whole Wax Track era. God damn, I miss it. Gravity Kills. Saw them at Birdchill too. Uh, what was it about? What was I just saying before? Oh, the the, the Cure. I hate the Cure's other regular stuff. But Burn, the song they do in this film, is a banger. Uh-huh. And my wife went to the concert a few weeks ago, took video of the live version. It's uh, it's he kills it live. I even downloaded it from uh, from YouTube. The soundtrack is inarguably one of the top three to five of all time. There's wow. no one, now, without that, question, without that, question. That's a statement, and it's, it's really brave of me to go to bat for this era of music. <laughs> I'll go to bat. I will go to bat for this era of music, and. Without question, and there, and I have legions of supporters supporting. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure you do. Oh shit, helmet, helmet was on the soundtrack. I like helmet. Yeah, they were. Uh, and Stone Temple Pilots, right before their second album release, that song was in the film before their new album came out. Big Empty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Israel, you're very quiet for the soundtrack. I know you're a fan of that. I yeah, I mean, I am. I've I've never been a huge industrial fan like across the genre, mm-hmm. and. 
it's just a, this was a this was an era where I would just get soundtracks. Like I remember, I just like yes, all of my cassettes were just soundtracks, and then I would never look into like the bands that sang them. Like I'd just be like, oh, and then a song would be coming, I'd be like, oh, that's from the Pulp Fiction soundtrack, and they'd be like, yeah, this is whoever, and I'd be like, okay, like I just listened to the Pulp Fiction soundtrack twenty times. I don't know the band. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I could go is- hackers. Love, there are three variations of that soundtrack. Johnny Mnemonic was the worst films yeah. ever made. Johnny Mnemonic had a great soundtrack. Banging yeah. soundtrack. God, there's Underwater, Moby. I mean, the, the Judgment movie. Night. Yes, <laughs> Go, the movie Go. Yeah. Oh, wow, we can, man. We can, yeah. go down the, we, can do that, we can do this movie soundtrack rabbit hole all day, but we want to hear that's Django your, go after this. Your, po- your podcast <laughs> after, after, after this one. Seriously, Gutting the Sacred stuff. Soundtrack. Ooh. Yeah, oh. yeah. I mean, I mean, I love oh. Sounds like more like you guys. You guys will be, you know, praising it. But mm. uh, I think the henchmen are kind of like weird and like cartoonish, which I I know is kind of the point. But I don't know if I'm seeing an action movie. I don't want like a bunch of goofing goofballs goofing around. You know, I want a little more, a little more. Oomph. It's just yeah. I, I guess I or guess stank. Yeah, stank slash skank. Like, that was <laughs> one of the guys' names, right? Yeah, skank. that's right. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I, I, I'm realizing that the more I complain about this, a lot of my problems are like kind of more with like the cartoonish aspect of these types of movies rather than with the crow specifically. You know, the crow might be doing as good a job as they can with the, with the tropes that they're given. But yeah, I guess I guess like kind of like the bumbling guys, like shut up, go and get us a six pack. Oh, whatever you say, boss. Like that type of thing is kind of like <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's kind of silly. To me. Did you not watch He Man as a kid, where a Skeletor bossed everybody around? <laughs> no, I didn't. Is he real? Is, is he a uh, what do you call it? A boss from hell. I mean, he yeah. is a, yes. pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty way the butcher put, put it. Man, man, go kill him. Yeah. <laughs> Beast man was a perfect bubbling idiot. Yeah. Oh man. Um, and more or less, I mean, that's pretty much it. Can I say some of the things I do like about it? Okay. Or is that, or is that verbose? Is this now kissing is the that, sacred that, cow? That, yeah. <laughs> Reviving is, the sacred is, cow. Is that, is that, French that tonguing fuck, the fuck sacred up. cow. No, fuck it doesn't. Up. You can say what you you can say what you like. I just love Ernie Hudson and John Polito. I just think they're great actors. Anything they're in is just always elevated. Like they're like Ernie Hudson is just like the consummate like you know like friendly cop in this movie. And John Polito is like just hilarious. He's always just like a cr- cr- cranky cranky bum in whatever he plays. This fucking Barton Fink. Uh, uh, what, what's the uh, Coen Brothers um, with the Irish guy? <laughs> Oh, no, it's crossing. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He's just, he's just great. So that's what you like then. Okay. That's what I was going to get a little bit weird. If you give a laundry list of shit you like about it, yeah. you came out here to take, a, <laughs> to take a dump on it. Well, I feel like I've, I've, I've stayed my case for the record. And I, 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 as we determined, my, my main two issues are with the goth lifestyle, which is sinful. And I think anyone doing it should be sinful <laughs> ca- 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 cast out into the, in, into the desert and, do you have a so, stroke every time you walk past a hot topic in the mall? Uh, is hot <laughs> topic still around? Sure is. There's, there's one in, there's one in the uh, in Willowbrook Mall. I know that, and I also yeah, walk by a... one in, in um, oh God, right by me, the the huge mall. I'm blanking, Kevin Israel, the one, the Meadowlands Giant Stadium. The, What's the name of that place? Oh, uh, Jersey Garden. No, not Jersey. No. Gardens. Um, I keep wanting to call it Xanadu, but that's I do too. Beforehand. I was going to say Xanadu. <laughs> this is a Jersey conversation, yeah. folks. So if you don't know what we're talking about, it's the big mall next to Giant Stadium. Our uh, MetLife, as you people get mad when we say it's not. It, he, stand, he stands outside Hot Topics and hands out Bibles. 
Yeah. <laughs> Repent. There's Repent. also there's also the only the, the only uh, lone standalone Toys R Us in there too. Did I tell you? Yeah, that? that's right. Yep. And it's insanely overpriced. Don't go. I, of course. I thought Toys R Us was out of business. They it was, and now it's back in because they, they reorganized. Yeah. Back. By the way, they don't sell video games to the point where I complained the first time I took my daughter there. I went back there for her <laughs> birthday. And they changed the song. It's no longer no bikes and trains to video games. None of oh, that. Not in there. They don't shit, sell video games man. in there anymore. It's that, uh, that's, that's heretical not to it's do. It's problematic. That. I had a, it's I also had a very funny, funny visual of you you complaining to the, the manager of the Toys R Us to the millennial for Tony yeah. Hawk. <laughs> I have all the Tony Hawk skaters. Thank you very much. Another bunch of great soundtracks. Django, give me a number one to ten on your thoughts with the Crow. I think. First, holistically, I would say The Crow is a great movie to have on in the background between 1994 and 1998. It's a fine movie that's playing on USA at at 9 p.m. and then an encore presentation at 11 to not really be paying attention to while you do something else. One to ten, I'm giving this guy a five and a half. Five and a half. Kevin Israel, put on that uh, black eyeliner and let's dance with the devil in the pale moonlight. I just you mix guys, two you, genres. You, you guys are biased because you love this 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 era of music so much. I, I feel like that's, that's something you should you should be. Uh, wait, don't wait, jump! Wait. Don't jump the gun! Yeah. Do not jump the gun, sir. All right. We we've trashed Batman Return. Well, Batman Returns doesn't hold up on its own, but there are plenty of other films of this era that we've just jumped down the throat of. Yeah, and had our way we're, with. We're more than willing to admit when something doesn't hold up. Right. <laughs> um. So this movie going into this movie when when. When KG asked me to come on to do this, I was excited uh, because I hadn't seen it in a while and I remembered loving The Crow. But I also remembered my experience with Boondock Saints and I remember loving Boondock Saints. And then we did Boondock Saints and I was like, Jesus Christ. But this movie terrible as as I've as I and, and I think Kevin has echoed many times. Like, I love the 90s. Like, I love. Oh, there's almost nothing that came out of the 90s that I don't love, even if I didn't like it. I still love it. Like it's still like war- all night things. Nineties mm-hmm. warm, nineties fashion, even the goth nineties fashion. I was that wasn't me, but like I don't know something about it just makes me like always feel like ah that was my time. Like those that ten years was like my time. Sure. And so so getting to do this movie, I was I was excited. Um, and I also remember this movie. You know, 94, so many great things happen in 94. You know, Kevin and I graduated high school. You know, this this movie came out. I lost my virginity. Like, it was a great, 94 was a great year. No, that's 2004 for you. It was 2014, actually. Um, (laughs) So, I, you know. So I was, I was, I'm just overall excited about watching this movie. So I I watched it last night. Um, and my first observation was it was like somebody watched Batman and then watched RoboCop and was like, I got an idea. <laughs> this movie mirrors those two movies in so many like weird ways, but they pulled like sort of the weakest stuff from them and made the movie like yeah. the bad guys. First of all, we all know a great action movie, especially what we're, we're called this a superhero movie, even though that didn't exist at the time, but that's basically what it is. Especially a superhero movie is only as good as its villain. The best of the superhero movies had great villains. That's why anything with Thanos was so good. Thanos was a great villain. He, he had a, he had a, he had a cause that was almost like kind of, you can kind of get behind it. Um, and he, you know, he was a sympathetic villain. These guys were just like, we're bad guys. And how do yeah. you know we're bad guys? Because we we 
we rape people and we swallow bullets with liquor and oh, we have God, I forgot and we, how did i forget to fuck <laughs> but at least but at least kevin you said that they showed and didn't tell you yeah, absolutely absolutely right yes but and it, but it was all so performative it how was just like bullets do you have to eat before okay he's a He's in. Guy. He's in. He's I, in. I, I didn't believe we raped and murdered that couple, <laughs> yeah. but he is eating bullets. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. And I think one of them had a bullet in his ear, actually, which I thought was oddly prescient, yeah. considering what happens in this movie. Yeah. So the so the bad guys all in this were like just bad guys, and this was in a time when movies were made where it was like being a bad guy. I guess was a career. Like like the 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 main bad top dollar, which is the wildest such a 90s name for a for a villain like what was his occupation like what did he do to make money like he he's was a, just he's a night nightclub owner right? yeah but like he and, was just that's a he was, front that was he was just real a deal he was just a villain like yeah. and i'm not i'm not saying like we have to see every villain's like taxes but it was just, it just felt like <laughs> like these are just bad guys like he sits at a big table in a throne he yells yeah, at yeah, people yeah. he you know he makes things he's got this like weird lady who looked like a wizard like she was probably some kind of spiritual like she figured out the at the end without any reason why she figured out that like if you kill the crow he'll lose his power they didn't even show her like going through a book to figure that out like there was no (laughs) and so that so i'm 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 going through my notes horribly because it's just the order i have them written down but so that goes back to the to the my first thought about the movie they introduce eric and now i know Knowing what happened in the movie production and that a lot of it affected the beginning of the movie, I I understand. So I'm sure people on Twitter are going to be like, well, they had to do it that way because he was fucking dead. And they but okay, they introduce him and there's just no like backstory or like any reason to care about him. All you see is the headshot and you you, so he's in a band and then he you see his his girlfriend, fiance, whatever she was getting raped and murdered and then he gets thrown out in those in to Django's point in the, all those flashbacks and okay so now we're now we're that's why that's what that's all you need to know about him somebody got killed and now he's going to get her this movie also in that reminds me incredibly of a movie that maybe Kevin saw I don't know if Django would have seen it the wraith it was a 90 no. it was an 80s actionish movie about a guy who he and his girlfriend get killed together by another gang of just their bad guys. And he comes yeah. back as this supernatural guy who can become a car and he becomes a badass sports car. <laughs> and the whole movie is him as this guy driving the sports. It's not really clear if he drives a sports car, or if he is the sports car and he goes and he kills all of the bad guys that killed him. And that's, yeah. and it's literally almost point for point, the same movie. It's like yeah. the same exact thing. And honestly, I think the Wraith does it a little better because it's got the car in it, which is cool. So if you like, like I'm a huge car guy. So if you like cars, it's a really, really cool car movie. And this and this I remembered being a fighting movie because it's Brandon Lee. Like, oh, yeah, Brandon Lee has got to be able to fight. Right. Like, and I remember him doing like cool fighting stuff. And there's no good fights in this. There's not one good fight where I was like, oh, that was cool. Or that was like fun to watch. And then yeah. like. He uses guns sometimes, but other times he uses his hands. Like if he was like, no, I don't use guns. I just, you know, I've just killed people with my hands. But it was just it was just weird. Like there was nothing other than the makeup. 
which was cool. And obviously it was cool enough for Sting to completely rebrand his entire wrestling persona around this. This The makeup was cool. Everything else about him is just kind of like, I get he can't get killed. So there's really no stakes. And he is, he dresses in all black and he goes and he, he's killing these, this, you know, these six or seven bad guys. It, yeah. It's just, it's just such a like sort of empty plot. Like, not there's uh, i mean and i didn't expect character development from this movie you you shouldn't but as far as the plot goes there was just nothing to go oh like that's interesting like the bad guys are all just bad guys he's just a guy out for revenge and we've seen revenge movies dozens of times and they've been done so much better there was that one movie with bruce willis where it's set in the like the 30s and he rolls into a town and gets caught up in this like this gang war between these two like I moonshine gangs and he kills all of them because he they did something to him I can't remember what and there's nothing behind that movie besides that like he's just a badass who ends up in this town and gets caught up and he kills and it's so much that movie is so and I it must it's so interesting I can't remember the name but that movie to me is so much more interesting than this movie like this movie it 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 doesn't pass pass in any way the remote test as we've talked about it. Like I, I there was nothing in this where I was like, "Ooh, I got to stop and watch that again," or "Ooh, I, you know, that's something I'd want to see again." Yeah, it was it, but it like it. First of all, the cast was wild, like just a wild group of like, "Oh my god, that guy!" Like it had Sully from Commando. Ah, I was gonna see if you're gonna, if you're gonna drop that gem because I had it first up in my notes. <laughs> Winston Zedmore. Yeah. Guy Gisborne, Candyman, and the secretary from Bad Boys. Ah, the other one you stole. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. Like, like all these like second or third or even fourth tier characters and actors and whatever. And it's just like, so I was like, I kept, I was like, I am being furiously as I was watching this movie. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's her. That's definitely her. And, but it does, it just, it, it was, it was an hour and, 35 minutes or something like that or an hour and 40 minutes yeah and it 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 did feel like it dragged a little bit like halfway through the movie i was like okay what more does he have to do like he's almost killed the whole gang already and it it does kind of drag so like like was the script good no was the acting good (laughs) the acting is not good in this at all brandon lee i'm sure would have maybe come into himself he was not a good actor, and it felt like he kept on changing who Eric well, Draven was supposed to, to be. He's constantly like going like this, like that's his acting. You know, there's never yeah, any, but like... even I mean, he had he had may- maybe he had like fifteen lines in this movie, if yeah. and each one he delivers kind of as a different persona, and mm-hmm. and at one point there was there was and the, but there the thing about this movie I know I've kind of shit on it this whole time. The thing about this movie is I think it really set the stage for a lot of other movies. Like, I think a lot of other movies drew, drew like drew from it. I am a huge uh, Todd McFarlane, who's a comic book artist um, and, and writer spawn fan. The spawn movie was terrible. The comic book was mm-hmm. great. And I really another great did, soundtrack, by the way. Yeah. And a great set. You're right. And a great soundtrack. Uh, I really and I did Google it, but I'm pretty sure he had to uh, McFarlane, when he created Spawn, had to be influenced by this movie because it's got so much of the same imagery and it's such a similar story about a guy being killed and coming back from the dead to like avenge his family. Um, so and and the scene where Eric Draven goes up to the table of, of of villains and is like and walks in, that was that was the that was the Dark Knight. 
That was like straight out of that yeah. was when Joker appears and walks in and they're all like, oh, my God. And he just sits down and doesn't yeah. give a fuck like it, I, 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 I look, I don't think Timothy, no, I, you know, I'm sure he didn't, but it felt very, very similar. And and it was it was it was cool to see like that was almost fun to watch because I was like, oh, that was definitely influenced it somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, but the villain and, and you know, oh, and I put it I put a, a note down that the villains look straight out of Highlander. Like they, they did all have that, like just that really generic, like we're just bad guys to be bad guys. Special effects. Terrible. I'm pretty sure they were bad even for the 90s. Mm-hmm. And every time they showed the cityscape, it had that um, Sin City feel where it was like, are this supposed to be drawn? Like, was this supposed to be animated yeah. and we're supposed to be like in the joke? And the final battle was horrifically bad. And he's about to kill him and he just grabs his head and makes him see. And it's a cool idea, but it's just executed really badly and was so anticlimactic. And then he just falls off and dies and he goes back. And and I know and I read I mean, I read some of the backstory and I know a lot of the movie was was plagued by obviously his tragic death. And there was supposed to be a lot more. There was apparently a character who was supposed to be his like guide, his like spirit guide yeah. that got taken out. Um, so the movie it's it's hard to criticize the movie on its plot because they had a lot of work to do, but man, the movie was, it was a real letdown for me. And I was really disappointed because I was like, oh, this is what, because I feel like however many movies I've, I've done in the past, you know, how the last seven movies I've been each time I'm like this, one, I'm this one, I'm going to, is going to be okay. And I've just torn them all apart. And this one, it, it, but all of that bad said, I still think there's a special place for this movie because I think it did was the foundation for a lot of other things that came after it that were good. And he's got cool makeup, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We've all, you know, everybody knows somebody who went as the crow for Halloween. I don't know. The, Scott the, the Garvey movie. for me, Scott Garvey. We <laughs> went out. And I love that. You know, with the name. Well, that's, <laughs> just, yeah, that's my buddy in high school. My buddy in high school. Yeah. <laughs> so Scott Garvey, if you're listening, yeah. I get it. But yeah. honestly, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I should go back and watch this. Don't go watch The Wraith. And it's you a much better watch mo- either. Don't watch neither of these movies. Shut up. <laughs> Shut your mouth, Django. The Wraith is a fantastic. But The Wraith is a fantastic bad movie. It's bad, yeah, but it's yeah, a great yeah. bad movie. This yeah. is a bad. This is, this, is a, this is a slog for sure. This is a bad good movie yeah, that I'm it trying to hear yeah. more and more the more you make, make, make these excellent <laughs> points. <laughs> oh, oh, and my last point, my last point was the whole thing at the end, they're like, oh, if we kill the crow, he loses his power. OK, but they didn't kill the crow. No. The crow's still bouncing around and he could he's getting hurt. Why didn't he? He shouldn't have lost his power. So when you when you went as a writer, when you when you set up, there's an there's an author called Brandon Sanderson. He's a huge fantasy author and he has he makes a great point and and he that he lays out in a lot of he had a TED talk, I think. As a as a writer, when you're setting up a fantasy world and you're creating magic or superpowers or something, there has to be rules and you have to follow those rules. And if you don't, it's the reader or watcher is going to suffer because there's just going to feel like there's no cost. And this was that. And so it just was like, well, what was the point of the crow raven, whatever then? So I don't know. It it disappointed me. I still love the 90s. I still think the makeup's cool. Uh, four and a half. Ooh, ooh, man, I love it. Go these, on. These notes yes. brought to you by guttingthesacredcow.com where you can find some sweet merch, hats, mugs, bags. Leave us that five-star rating. Tell your friends a compliment is the best. Sorry, a referral is the best compliment we could ever ask for. 
and jump in on the fun. I love when Lord Snurts gives predictions. You guys should jump out there and predict what your scores are too when we announce what we're, what film we're watching and taping that night. I love when Bango does his recaps. He did five this Bango week. Is, Bango is Bango. What the Bango hell? 2331. He's a, he's a cop in PA who does a recap and it's funny as shit. Guys, get on the fun. You guys are fans of this. Jump, find your own little niche. Jump in, have fun, or even piggyback off those other two great segments. We love them. We retweet. I retweet the shit out of that stuff. We 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 eat it alive. Notes. Holy shit! I forgot Winston Zetterbor is in this. What a welcome <laughs> surprise. As a film nerd, did anybody else notice in the very beginning? The frame freezes for no reason when Sarah and Winston Zetterbor. That's right. I don't remember his character name. Hug freezes. And then it goes to a wipe. That was a filmmaking error and not a choice, kids. I was oh, man. Yeah. That down. $25 million budget. And they have still have that shit happening. Didn't if that was a choice, that was a weak ass choice. Yeah. I boys, I could not tell you the, the a lot of this film takes place at a hot dog stand. I could not tell you the last time I paid for a hot dog at a store. And I promise you it will not be anytime soon. Yes, Django, I know you live by Cliff's dogs in the Lower East Side. That's pretty good. Of course, Rutz Sutton Clifton. I do not eat ballpark dogs. It's either grilled hot dogs or you can fuck right off. Boiled hot right. dogs, dirty water dogs, those monstrosities. You're so you, wrong. That you heathens eat at a ball game and you pay nine dollars for. I'll just shit in your mouth for four fifty and save you half. It's <laughs> disgusting. Here, here's some mustard. That'll dummy up the taste. Boiled hot dogs are disgusting. Hot dogs that are not grilled or sold in public are disgusting. I will allow fried, which is, well, not the best for you, but at least it's tasteful. Boiled, yuck. I just bought hot dogs this weekend at a food truck, and they were delicious. Well, then they must have not boiled them. They must have grilled them or fried them. I can't. I don't know. You do know <laughs> they were delicious <laughs> because if it was boiled, it'd be tasting like, like you're he, eating like a, a, a toy chicken, a rubber. Toy he did chicken. put ketchup on the hot dog, which is disgusting. I disagree. I love ketchup Ooh, on hot dogs. Disgusting. I do not care. It's it's delicious. I don't care what you have to say for someone who's been dead for a year. Brandon Lee has fantastic muscle mass and no body de decomposition. Did you catch that? Yes. <laughs> it's like you just roll out of bed, not roll out of bed from a year of being dead. I oh, just Ryan, that's a cat and hat poem in the main in the making. So let's really get into some uh that doesn't happen. Brandon Lee huds back to his old apartment who doesn't have new tenants in it. It's been a year, guys. That landlord is losing money. Oh, who else is there? The cat. The cat is the most <laughs> unloyal animal there is. If you're asleep for more than 10 hours, they'll eat your face off. Yeah. Yet this cat is still there with no one to feed it. Bullshit. It'd be feral. It'd be in the alleyway. It'd be chopped up in some poor kitchen somewhere being served as food. But no, the cat happens to have the apartment, which should have been rented a long time ago. And yes, the window is still broken. Good luck. Maybe that's why it hasn't been rented still. You know what? You make it your it's a great point. And it's I and I mean I know you're joking in a ways, but at the same time, it really did ruin the storytelling because I was watching that I watched that scene and I was like, what the fuck's going on? The cat's still there and it's clean, like it's white, perfectly yeah. like like just groomed white. Persian like, cat. <laughs> <laughs> 
Kevin Israel, you son of a bitch. You missed one on the 90s smorgasbord. You said the waitress from Bad Boys. You said Sully from Commando. You forgot Tintin from Hackers as Lord Nikon. Oh, shit. You're right. You're right. Wow. I've been intoxicated many, many, many times. I made a lot of bad choices like driving drunk, like having sex with a woman below an eight, like locking pledges into a porta potty and knocking them over. Hell, I've even shot Roman candles at friends. But my dumb dildo friends and I never, ever thought of literally dying from lead poisoning by swallowing bullets. Oh, you know what else you never thought about doing? Putting out cigars on our tongue to prove how badass we were. That that ranks up there with rewatching Rocky Horror Picture Show while Lizzo gives me a lap dance after eating enchiladas slathered in green sauce and the level of terrible ideas. You know, I thought that was going to get more than it did, so I'll just. <laughs> it, was a, it, was a, it was a haunting visual. Well, that was a, that was the idea. It just didn't come home and, and pay off. Looks like Brandon Lee gained two superpowers: immortality and the ability to do parkour on rooftops. I actually said that to Ashley while we're watching that the parkour pod. I was like, "Why is he doing like he he grabbed that thing and swung and like jumped?" And I was like, "Was that supposed?" He's an undead superhero, and the best thing he can do is swing on a pole. Right. Yeah. In the age of every movie that was turned into a video game, how come this one was not? That's a great question because they, they were making video games out of fucking like home improvement back then. Home, <laughs> like, home Alone was a video game. Yeah. Demolition Man was a video game. They Last Action Hero was a video game. But yeah, this they, wasn't. I don't buy that. They could have just rebranded Double Dragon and take one of the guys. I was going to say <laughs> Final Fight. Final Fight. Yeah. They, they really should have just like taken the skins off of like, yeah. Know, At the risk of selling. At the risk of sounding obvious, yet again, this is the most 90s soundtrack of all time and arguably top three of all time. And the score is also a banger, too. You guys did not hit, hit on that. The score set the mood beautifully. If you like the film or not, the score, it's knocking offish Danny Elfman from Batman, but mm. it's a it's a fantastic substitute. But did you notice, Kev? Uh, there was the scene where he's in the in the apartment with with uh, with with Winston and right. they're having that conversation and there's like this music playing in the background and it suddenly felt like it was an episode of like Family Matters. Like there was just <laughs> the music was so weird. It took the whole movie out of context and it felt like it was just like two buddies having a conversation <laughs> with this weird music playing in the background. And this episode of Family Matters, yeah. Eddie, Eddie <laughs> gets pulled over by the cops for racial profiling on a very special episode yeah. of The Crow. If a movie in the 90s didn't have brief nudity, it had to have been rated G or PG because every movie in the 90s had a bare boobage. At the bare minimum in a 90s film. And I yearn for the days of your. Did this happen? Yeah. When well, they turn over the back, dead hook. Back, the de- backside, the, yeah. The, no, right. and the dead hooker, you saw her tits. You're right. Is, you're oh, right. That's right. You're right. This is R rated. Did you know, and don't lie to me, the main, the gravelly voice, uh, main bad guy, his name is Top Dollar. They never say his name in the film. Never. They do. They, they, when, at, the, at the beginning, when like, his like lead henchman's like you can't come in there top dollar is like busy or something like that he does call him top dollar that it, it probably isn't said often but i definitely remember hearing it they smell it they said it once then because i've seen this movie i don't know how many times and i go i don't know his name i don't know his name 
Yeah. <laughs> what a stupid He's the name, ba- too. the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> the guy who talks like this. Like, yeah. he drank Drano and gin and smoked a pack yeah. of Marlboro Reds. He's like a uh, Robert Loja. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, why does searing eyeballs, quote, smell yummy? Is that how Army Hammer got his inspiration? <laughs> I like how Can't Rain All the Time tried so hard to be this film's hasta la vista baby yeah that's that's like a half-assed motivational quote <laughs> the adr was very sorry the sound effects were very distracting in this in my case in point the main the main uh the main offender this is 1994 filmed in 1993 we'll assume but you hear typewriters clacking in the background like it's 1958 like they're at the daily planet I've never heard a typewriter so loudly in time where computers were quite normal when people use that to record crime or uh, or reports or type stuff up. Too many typewriters. Besides banging random women and not wearing a condom in the bathroom at Bar A, how else would you enjoy invincibility? That's my question Hmm. to you guys. Oh, it's a question. Invincibility. Well, Jesus, I mean, you got to assume fucking bank robbery, robbery would be high on the list, right? Sure. Unprotected sex would be my choice, but you know, that's just me. Sounds like it. Yeah. (laughs) You did that anyway. You didn't need to. (laughs) (laughs) I always wear rubbers with dirty broads in the bars. Always. Always packed them. You know, you put it in your wallet and has that big circle imprint in the back. Oh, sure. Yeah. (laughs) Because you never know. And when you didn't know, if you keep it in there for too long, it's like the saddest, most wrinkled. Yeah. (laughs) It looks like artifact. It looks like a smolted snake skin from 1973. Yeah. Uh, another observation. So, besides invincibility, never mind. I wrote that down. Cross it out. Uh, next observation: <clears throat> Dara has some big ass titties. What's an observation? Which one's Darla? Is that the mom? Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. The mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, another way Eric Draven uses power. He also has more powers. Did you know this, guys? Eric Draven has three sets of powers. This one, he became a just say no counselor for a junkie. Yeah, that was that was pretty lame, like moralizing bullshit. Right. No thanks. That that was another issue I had in the movie. The whole like the city has gone to shit. People don't even care about each other. We used to have to not lock our doors. It feels like very much like a Ronald Reagan like promise for America style. <laughs> like like it just I don't like that empty empty moralizing. No thank you. And his his line when he draw when he pulls the drugs out of her, which I thought was a cool effect, but he goes, yeah, morphine, morphine is bad, bad for you. Like what? <laughs> no shit. That, yeah, that's wrong. A- that's a step above Beavis and Butter going, uh, morphine sucks. <laughs> yeah. By the way, it's also hilarious. He created his own version of Scared Straight by Darla's now dead boyfriend, Fun Boy, when he put in a bullet through Eric's hand. And then, whoops, guess what? He magically turns that crack whore into Susie Homemaker. Is that character development or what, Kevin Israel? Are you not entertained? Yeah, I, I really felt the movie got depth with that one. Yeah. Another special power Eric Draven has, as you had alluded to at the very end, was putting his hands on a face, on someone's face to live through painful memories. That's right at Professor X's handbook, guys. Yeah. 
I'm sure as a comic book nerd that you are, Kevin, I, I was going to, I thought you were going to beat me to the punch. I would love to torture somebody by putting my hands on their face and having the memory of me bombing my dick off at some restaurant in Jersey on Route 130, where two <laughs> of my best friends from home come see me and they watch me eat shit for 15 minutes. That's why I want everyone to live through. <laughs> it just killed me. It's too yeah. much. <laughs> and the worst part was everyone had bought in front of me, bombed to go, these and they sucked. I'm like, they suck. I'm going to mop the floor up here. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Pride come up before the fall. Yeah, well, <laughs> listen, sometimes you're the hammer and sometimes you're the nail. Guys, the henchmen in here were memorable as all hell. I remember all their names. I could tell you all about them. I disagree. They're all final fight characters in the cartoon video game, but I think they're all memorable and I enjoyed them. And I like how Skank even said, damn foreign cars. Like, we're still in the 80s and yeah. believing that American cars are actually superior to imports. That was hilarious. I'm like, we're we're way past that part of xenopho- car xenophobia. I'll say that. Is this a film that we credit for the hero making a flame outline of his logo? I think it is. Never, that never been done before? Not to my knowledge. Right. Yeah. Well, yep. it, 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 it did one thing right. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon Lee's Section 8 housing is the worst superhero lair I have ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you really should. You're supposed to be watching these movies with like some kind of like envy, like wow, Bruce Wayne has a has a bat cave shit together. You're not watching, yeah, some guy like clean broken glass out of the room he was killed in. Watching watching junkies boot up in the hallway and stepping over, yeah. you know, rats and, and asbestos. That's his lair. You lazy. Yeah. Hey, what was the point for Devil's Night? I'll wait. <laughs> and was that just mischief night? It's just Halloween. Yes. Yeah, what yeah. the fuck he's doing? Yeah. What is the point of keep burning down the city? How are they making money to do that? Because he has no job. He has right. no job. And who wants to keep living in this city when it makes Gotham look like Greenwich, Connecticut? <laughs> mm-hmm. There's no the whole Devil's Night thing is just a MacGuffin of nothing. I was yeah. very I was like, oh, Devil's Night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that where they go loot? Is that where they just go steal from corporate? No, nothing. Just set the whole fucking city on fire. For what? What is the point? For the sanitation workers that have shit to do for the next week and a half? Because bad guys. Yeah. The scene. Go ahead. The city needs a municipal reorganization. It kind of like (laughs) when when New York is like now. Yeah. Ain't that the truth? The scene where Eric Draven comes for Skank and gets shot up, that is great. I love that scene. I can watch that any day. I just want him. Well, you can't have him. Well, you have made your decision. Now let's see you enforce it. That was a badass scene, fellas. I disagree. I think that was top solid shit. You already you stole this one quote. Uh, so you, let me start over. So many cops, you think they're giving away free donuts. 90s action cliches. God damn it. I love it. I know this was the era for the uh, for the cop with the asshole supervisor to have that cop always suspended, but this trope needs to be retired for Christ's sakes. No more, hey, you think you're above the law? Well, that's it. You're suspended. And of course, the guy in the third act saves the day. I, we've seen enough of that. Just like hearing Uptown Girl by Billy Joel. We're done. We can move on now. Thank you. <laughs> This film was the ending, excuse me, was very, very Batman 1989 because he kidnaps the girl. He takes her to the rooftop of a church. The only thing missing is little girl faking her love for the color purple. 
That's it. <laughs> and a set of chattering fake teeth. <laughs> the Asian woman gets her eyes pecked out by the crow. Why wasn't the, why didn't he send out the crow to do that with every other bad guy? We all yeah. know you can train crows to do some shit like that. Why? <laughs> That's a fact. In fact, Adam Kroll talks about it. Having crows as like a drone kind of defense, just attack people or whatever with the crows. Why Wait, not send her to go tra- training yeah. crows? Is that true? No, no, that, no, 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 no. That was his idea. That was I thought oh, was okay. Comical. Yeah, no, he's not <laughs> starting, doing that. He's starting to lose a thread a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> no, but Howard Hughes style. We uh, we wait for her to get her eyes pecked out. Could have done that in the first fifteen minutes and send that crow to do that, Very or true. at least take a dump on somebody. There's no bird shit in this film either. That was very surprising. This film is still enjoyable despite its many, many flaws. The plot is, yes, loose, to say it best. Soundtrack, I've said already. I still like this film. I like it. I am not going to defend it to the hilt. I'm not going to stand on the top of the mountain and go, come at me, bitches. I got this. I got enough smoke for you all day long. No, I get it. I still like it. I can still watch it. A lot of flaws. It is a six and a half out of ten. Oh, six and a half? That's wow. all this? Wow, six I, and a half. I thought grade. I was. I thought it was gonna be five and a half. No, I'd, no. I'd give you. I, I'd, I'd allow a five and a half. Six and a half is egregious. I know, it's, it's still look. It's. I'm not defending it. Tell hardcore. me. You text me the next time you watch this movie, and next I'll wait. Time? I'll wait twenty. Whoa, I'll wait. Whoa, whoa, I'll wait twenty whoa, whoa. or thirty years. Again? It won't be that long. <laughs> oh yeah, you missed so many things the first time through, I, right? I don't know. It, it, like, like, like you said, you could put it in the background and 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 pay no mind and be fine with it. And that's it's a great background film. This what I may do now. Let's go to the Lord Snort Snurts score predictions, and I have you guys at. He gave me a six and a half out of ten. So wow. right on, Kevin Israel. You had you at a seven. Whoops, sorry, Snurts. Well, he accounted for your love for 90s, I guess. And yeah. Django, he had you at a four and a half out of 10. Getting closer. I'm I'm, he, I'm I'm thinking about revising it to something more in that range now that I've heard all your guys' critiques because you guys are spot on. This movie sucks ass. Let's <laughs> hear what the critics who had who definitely spent more than $100 at a Spencer Gifts or Hot Topic said about this film. Critics, five-star reviews. Still a shockingly effective movie, one that plays with mythic ideas while also depicting a world gone to hell. Okay. That's like a that's like a Trumpism thing. Yeah. Shocking ideas of crime existing in a city. I will say that I rewatched this for this project and surprised how well it holds up. It might be the oh sorry. It might be perhaps the most early 90s movie ever made, but unlike Reality Bites, it's in a way that's still cool and stylish. Reality Bites, another good soundtrack, but a weak film. I think I ever saw it. Don't rush. The movie is very interesting. It's very funny. And again, it presents two experiences, the movie and the soundtrack alone. These two experiences are good. And when they are put together, it is even better. What is scary about The Crow is the story and the style itself. American Gothic, Poe Haunted Nightmare translated to the age of cyberpunk science fiction, revenge movies, and outlaw rock and roll all set in a hideously decaying, crime-ridden urban hell. There's not really science fiction in this movie. <laughs> I mean, you're right, not science fiction. Yes, you're right, but everything sun- else. Sunglasses are science fiction now. Kevin Israel, that's the most critic review that didn't make me want to throw up. 
it, it wasn't yeah critics one star reviews simply more of the same gritty superhero nonsense that appeals to depressed 15 year old boys and it's not done all that well either <laughs> luridly lit jumpily edited edited and searingly scored the film is a little more than an extended pop video the thin plot of an excuse for an orgy of destruction and vengeful violence i agree he had some yeah. good catchphrases in there cute little quips little water down arnold isms as he dispatched the bad guys this lurid thriller is long on nasty shocks but short on spontaneity intelligence and good acting <laughs> yeah yeah eric draven's character had two two actors to give him the best they could and that's all i could i got out of it the crow also runs a huge villain deficit mm, true amazon true. five star reviews the package came in perfect condition so did the blu-ray <laughs> Brandon Lee, Brandon Lee, rest in peace. There are a lot of Brandon Lee RIPs in here. Did it really say Brandon Lee rest oh, in yes, peace? Oh, yes, it did. Yes, it did. A lot of them did. Over a decade ago, I went to high school with a boy who dressed up like Eric Draven on a normal basis. My clothing and lifestyle, goth, were questionable to most from the outside looking in. And despite regrettably not having seen The Crow, when my friend would take bathroom breaks at school just to apply his Eric Draven look. It was le years later that I realized why. Because he was probably an aspiring school shooter. That's I would. Probably, uh, I was going to. Ah, you took it. <laughs> I owed you. <laughs> Only thing that I would change, and this is a very minor gripe, is the final gun battle with the bad guy gangs in the nightclub drags on interminably long, and the bad guys manage to shoot every bottle on the shelves, but rarely hit their intended target. Final gun battle is also drawn out, but it, it is the last one you'll have to sit through. Signed, George Lucas. <laughs> Best movie ever. I not skank. <laughs> skank. Skank right there. Skank dead. Skank did die, so he was right. Good job, Skank. I, I made me chuckle. Best, <laughs> best movie ever. Amazon five-star reviews. I don't know what is worse, the acting, the storyline, the music, or the writing. This movie is horrible. What happened during the filming is tragic, but the movie itself is pure stupidity. Signed, Tim Curry. <laughs> Absolutely one of the dumbest movies ever made. The plot and script are on the level of a 12-year-old, not a very bright 12-year-old at that. This movie is a dog with fleas, and I am utterly mystified by the positive reviews that tricked me into watching it. The movie is laughably bad. The dialogue, the little of it there is, is insane and pointless. The characterizations and motivations are flat and shallow, and every single element of the plot is implausible and stupid. The author, director, nor producer have obviously been to Detroit. The depiction of Detroit is hysterical, nearly funny. For example, we're in the middle of urban Detroit for the entire movie, yet there are no black people. That's not true. All the criminals are a Wait, bunch of goth white guys with a few Asians thrown in, running all the crime syndicates in Detroit. Yeah, that makes sense. There is a black cop to make up for it. I urge you not to watch this movie. I watched it all the way through so I could earn the right to write a review. This is a very, very stupid movie. Signed, Jason Aldean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this, this is exactly what he was warning about in that yeah. song of his. <laughs> this was the small town that was... Yeah, yeah, run rampant. And who said this was Detroit? Did, did we catch that? Uh, no. Yeah, we, where the fuck did that come from? Nowhere. That's made up. Oh, the, the, the Joe Louis fist. 
I, I, I thought that, yeah, exactly. Does he a big Lou? Did someone wear a Lou Whitaker, Alan Trammell jersey in the background? Troy right. wishes like it was that's nice. There's a Pistons game on a TV in the background. While they're, they're, they're <laughs> There's the Bill and Beer, and I, uh, Bill and Beer is d- dishes off to Isaiah, hits it for three. Yeah. This does not exist. Did the kid from the Matrix who also said there is no spoon write that review? That was the whole review. This does not exist. Yeah. Last one. Horrible dialogue. Really cheesy. Plot is almost non-existent. I honestly wonder how some of these people were able to become directors. I could poop better scripts than this. And this, kids, is how Pitch Perfect came into existence. Oh, I think Pitch Perfect is a way better movie than this. I think Pitch Perfect stinks and is not even close to this film. Pitch Perfect is terrible. We did on this very podcast about a month ago. Kevin Israel, did Django gut the sacred cow? This is this is a tough one for me. <laughs> I know you're gonna say that because <laughs> I I mean I I do agree. Uh, I don't think this movie is without value, but it's not a good movie, and he made some good points. But I I think the movie's still standing, even the and I by Did the way I, four and a half. Yeah, no, I, I I don't I I don't I don't like it, but I mean, look, I've given movies zero, so. Mm-hmm. This so a four and a half is is a is a is a decent score for what I considered a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I I I'm I, I'm gonna say I don't think so, but I'll defer to Kevin Goatee's judgment. I say no, and here is why: I did not change my score, and you added a four and a half. You only gave it a four and a half because you thought the film itself hung it on its own merits, not because of his argument. Your needle did not move, nor did mine. That's why I give oh, it a no. I see, wow, guys, I let you down. No, you let society. You, you let society and Brandon <laughs> Lee's estate down. Brandon, put on estate. your makeup and go avenge yourself. Yeah. Oh, by the way, this might be a one t- one shot deal here, but this could be the only time you call this podcast "Gutting the Sacred Crow." Oh, uh, this will be the only time in the history of the podcast you guys can do that. It. Son of a. Bitch. Ah, got the STST guys on the fucking phone. <laughs> yeah, you guys need a, a new logo stat. What if we did Reservoir Dogs? He'd be gutting the sacred dog. Oh, but crow and cow sound alike. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I'm, no, I'm with you. That's that's much, much better. Yeah. Let's see if we can actually have a chuckle for once with ChatGPT. Who's funnier, ChatGPT or KG? ChatGPT has written 10 jokes. I'm not going to make you suffer through 10. We're going to do three. <laughs> My God. Why did Eric Draven become a musician after he returned from the dead? He wanted to sing his enemies a haunting melody, the Crow Kestrel Symphony. I guess that's te- te- technically a joke. Oh, no. It's not just a sentence. No. <laughs> yeah. A joke is, it was a fancy sentence. <laughs> Why was Eric Draven so good at playing hide and seek? Because he had a knack for blending into the shadows, just like in The Crow. Did this oh, make a sound? Yeah, that's my slide whistle. And why did Eric Draven start his own advice column? He wanted everyone to hear his wise words as wise words as he was a truly counsel. Sorry, God damn it. He was truly a crow soul for troubled souls. 
Jesus, they're getting worse. It's getting worse. I thought AI was supposed to get smart, like better. Like yeah. I thought it's supposed to learn and well, it's, it's getting worse. It's training itself on its own garbage. It makes. <laughs> yeah. Garbage in, garbage out. Well, yeah. listen, you think I thought it would get better because hell in Terminator 3, I was terrible. At least it said judgment day is inevitable. Prove me wrong. Boom. There go the missiles here. Quite the opposite. They just turned the missiles back on themselves and blew itself the kingdom come. Kevin Goatee, Django Gold, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next hey. time. Later. Ooh.